Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas. It is Texas Football Today, a program online. My name is Greg Tepper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, TexasFootball.com corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at TexasFootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She is the Duchess of the Dorks in a jean jacket. She's actually fucking yeah, I guess I, well, I'm wearing a jean jacket and jeans, so I guess I'm kind of rocking the Canadian Ooh, tuxedo. Canadian tux. My wife, this is in honor of Step, then. My wife loves her jean jacket. My wife. Oh, I, yeah, jean jackets are clutch. She's a, like, absolutely yeah. clutch. She That's like, that's her, like, whatever you're most, like, this is probably, this is probably the thing I wear the most. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing she wears, wears the most. Right. Well, because it, it's the perfect thing because, one, it's warm mm-hmm. for the actual purpose of a jacket. But it also looks cute and doesn't look like, yeah, me throwing on a hoodie, which I think is professional. But some people tend to disagree. Yeah, well, those people are <laughs> wrong. They are wrong. <laughs> Today is Thursday, October 22nd, 2020. 35 days till Thanksgiving. That's right, folks. We're five weeks from ooh, Thanksgiving. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Prepare accordingly. I'm gonna. I'm legit dieting from now until then. Like, I'm going to be like, all right, I'm going to be good. So then I can just, just. No, see, that's where you're going wrong. Mm-hmm. You, you need to get your eating up so that your stomach is ready to consume the mass amount of Thanksgiving food. Eat a, eat a head of iceberg lettuce the night before. Episode 1053. I'm not going to do that. Okay. Episode 1053. <laughs> 1053 is the Anthony Telford episode. Anthony Telford uh, played in the final 20 games of his illustrious Ranger or illustrious career for the Texas Rangers in 2002, and he was quite bad, as was that whole team. Uh, Also, most importantly, as we're doing Ranger notes here on this football show, um, today is a very important anniversary. This is the 10-year anniversary of Neftali Felice striking out Alex Rodriguez to win the American League in 2010. Yeehaw. It was great. Caught him looking. It's great. (laughs) Oh, so good. I was on a plane. That's like the, that's the biggest sports moment of my life, and I was on a plane. So we're... So the Did pilot, have the pilot came on and told us because uh, we were from cool. Dallas to St. Louis, and uh, they said, uh, "No, I uh, know there's some people here who are probably uh, probably interested, but I want to let you know that it's gone final in Arlington, uh, Rangers six, Yankees one." Is that and, and is I, that another year that they almost did something good? 
Or yep. did they? Yep, they yeah. almost won the World Series. They, okay, because they went back to back years. They and went 2010, almost, 2011. Okay, yeah, they almost won the World the Series. The almost Rangers. They all, actually didn't almost win the World Series. The Giants were a lot better. <laughs> they won in five games. But they made but it. They made. They made it. Uh, yes, and that was a legit sports cry for me. Oh, legit, those. Uh, there are a few things mm. that hurt less than a legit sports cry. Good sports cry. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. Uh, James Frost, Rob Hadaway, Stephen Cassie, and William Dyson. And I love this. You're finally getting another nickname because it's been me on the nickname train for the past couple of weeks. Uh, our new show is Pickle and Powder because you were so white when the blinds were down. <laughs> Old Powder. <laughs> I don't like that at all. <laughs> oh, I'm a big fan of pickle and powder. Look, just because you don't have a kid, <laughs> and so you've got all this time to tan, doesn't mean that you get to give me trouble about pickle and powder. How blindingly white I am. <laughs> anyway, on, to, out of on today's show, friends, we're going an hour. We'll do it live. F it, we'll do it live. We are going to unveil uh, our week nine viewing guide. Uh, looking at where you should spend your television currency this weekend. Butt groove. Um, we'll tell you how to how to put together your butt groove on the, on, on the couch, whether it was from the wife of a Masters champion or just some plain old broke-ass couch. <laughs> Either way, we'll tell you how to spend it. Then we talked with the head coach of the Boyd Yellow Jackets, Coach Brandon Hopkins, about their big game coming up here this week, Battle of Unbeatens between Brock and Boyd. Then, back half the show, we've got the picks, my high school football predictions for week nine of the Texas high school football season, and we'll round it all out with America's favorite segment, free money. So, let's start with your viewing guide, your butt groove guide. So, you're going to be sitting on your couch all weekend. Fair. Good choice. I think it's a good life. I support you in your life choice to yes. sit on the couch all weekend. I do too. COVID safe. You. Good stuff. Uh, and so what I want you to do is I want you to go to TexasFootball.com and look at our viewing guide that we've got up there, the uh, the, the Dave Campbell's Texas football wa- High School Football Watch Guide. We've got streams from – how many stream links we got? Hold on. How many do you I think, think we have? Ish usually tries to do around 30. We have 48 this week. Oh, goodness gracious. 48. He amped that up. A lot of games this weekend for you to stream. Uh, well, so here's how you should spend your weekend uh, watching football. We're also going to work under the assumption, if this is your first time watching the Buck Group Guide, we're going to work under the assumption that you have at most three screens at your disposal. Mm-hmm. You have a television, you have a laptop, and you have a phone. Yes. Okay, So you can at most watch three things at the same time. If you have more, well, haven't you done well? Yeah. Whatever. Send us something. I know. All right. Start tonight, Thursday night. Thursday night, actually, I think a pretty decent slate. Mm-hmm. Where I'm going to tell you to put your TV on uh, is Texan Live. They are going to have Cy Ranch and Bridgeland. Huge game there in District 16-6A. Great quarterback matchup. DJ mm-hmm. Sears for Cy Ranch and uh, Connor Wiegman. Wiegman, 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 Wiegman. Someone tell me in the comments because I'm probably going to have to say it on scoreboard this weekend. The Bears. Uh, <laughs> Wiegman, Wiegman. Uh, but their quarterback, Connor Wiegman, I think it is. Uh, has been exceptional. It's been very good. Both these quarterbacks have been great. Uh, I am very excited to see this game. This is, I think it's a fair argument to look at District 16-6A and say this is the district title game. It's a deciding factor. Yeah. So I like this game a lot. That's on your TV. On your laptop, I want you to go to San Antonio, and I want you to watch San Antonio Johnson and San Antonio Brandeis. Um, Battle of Unbeatens, I think 3-0 and versus 3-0, and actually. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark Soto has done a great job at the helm of uh, San Antonio Johnson his first year. Uh 
this is a big test against Brandeis, a team we have big questions about. Because if you remember, they're without their star quarterback in Jordan Battles. Um, he was going to transfer to Converse Judson. That transfer was rejected, and so I don't know where he is at the moment, actually. Um, but in any case, San Antonio Brandeis has been just fine. And so keep an eye on them. Huge game this week uh, tonight against San Antonio Johnson. So that's on your laptop. On your phone, I want you to watch our friends. Uh, I guess it might be Rio Sports Live. I don't know who's got it. McAllen Memorial and Sherilyn Pioneer. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's right, guys. That's that's, uh, that's a chef's kiss right there. It's the Eddie Lee Marburger show. You can watch Eddie Lee Marburger um, uh, in this game. And, by the way, you've got a fantastic uh, uh, McAllen Memorial team that could give them some trouble as well. If you have another option, you can see the number one team in 5A Division One in Ennis. Uh, that game is tonight as well. They're playing Mansfield Summit. That's a tricky, tricky game. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm i never going to pass up the opportunity to watch that. But actually a really nice slate of Thursday games. Last week and the week before, they were a little hit and miss. This is a really nice slate of Thursday games. There's about five or six real solid games mm-hmm. uh, there that you can find at TexasFootball.com. All right, let's go to Friday. Here's the good thing about this Friday. No college to get in the way. Yes, thank kay? goodness. They cleared out the paint. They watch were in the Fox ISO. Sports Southwest. They were in the ISO. <laughs> so first and foremost, I'm supposed to tell you to watch Fox Sports Southwest. Please watch Fox Sports Southwest. Please. Wait, yeah. I'm begging you. Like, please. Pickle will be there. Yeah. Anyway, uh, a lot of different options for you on Friday, though, to stream. So I'm going to assume that you're going to save your giant, oversized, like, uh, projector. projector for Fox Sports Southwest because you love us. But if you're going to go with the other three screens. And <laughs> if you're going to watch Tepper's big dumb head, you might as well just make it as big as possible. It is not dumb. <laughs> it is a perfectly sized head. Okay. What's weird is that there's a couple of different games that I'm interested in, and yet I don't know if there's one that like really jumps off the page as like, oh, that's the game you've got to watch. I would say <clears throat> the game that I would tell you to watch is probably... On the big screen is probably Katie Taylor and Katie Tompkins. Uh, Jalen Milrow leads this Katie Tompkins attack uh, uh, offensively, and uh, but this is a really, really good Taylor defense, and that'll be a lot of fun. The other side with Tompkins' defensive line is going to be fun as well, um, uh, especially against this big offensive line for Taylor. Real fun matchups in this one. That's my pick for the big screen is Katie Taylor, Katie Tompkins. My second pick, I want you on your on your laptop. I know that normally I like to recommend um, ranked opponent uh, games in this one, but this is two unranked teams. But you'll understand when I'm when when you hear me. I want you to watch the 96th installment of Mid County Madness, Port Natchez Groves in Nederland. It's going on tonight. It is a. I'm I'm <clears throat> I'm very interested in what the scene is like because. Obviously, with coronavirus restrictions and things like that, a lot of that, a lot of the fun of that game is like how dialed back is like how wild it is. Mm-hmm. It'll obviously not be as wild, or it shouldn't be. <clears throat> but that's one thing. It'll be a fantastic matchup. Um, Portnish's Groves in Nederland is all, watch it every year. You should watch it every year, and if you've never seen it, it is it is a lot of fun. So there's that on your computer or on your on your laptop, or your phone. You've got a few different options. I'm going to tell you to watch. I got to ask, is is uh, is our big-time 1A matchup not? It's not. Oh. Not that we found. I was like, man, I was impressed when you said not to throw that on the big screen because that's Westbrook just... and Sterling City, I oh. don't think. Um, I don't think it's being streamed. If I find a stream, 
we'll let you know. Okay. And throw that thing on the big screen. Because that game's awesome. <laughs> that game, that's the game of the week. But what I would say on your third screen, you've got a couple options. Either Waco, La Vega, Midlothian Heritage, mm-hmm. or Wimberley, Geronimo, Navarro. Or if you're just in that kind of like uh, rivalry mood, you've also got uh, literally the oldest rivalry, uh, the most played rivalry in Texas high school football for the 117th time tonight. El Campo and Bay City. We've been playing since 1911. Friday, correct? That's Friday. Okay. I'm sorry, Friday. Yeah, today's Thursday. Uh, they have, in fact, this will be the 101st consecutive year wow. that El Campo and Bay City have played. That's, that's awesome. incredible. That's no, just history. That's amazing. So that's a great that like I can never tell you not to watch that game. It's it's a historic game. You got to watch that one. So. That would be those would be my picks for 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 Thursday. Uh, coming Friday, in from Cham Hall, he said Westbrook ISD Facebook page will stream. Yes, will stream. Okay, it. then so, if you can find a way to matriculate to the Westbrook ISD Facebook page, <laughs> that's the game of the week. It's number one versus yeah. number two, Westbrook and Sterling City. That's the game of the week. So there's that. On Saturday, Saturday we're gonna like we don't have a huge slate of high school games, but we've got ones that I want you to pay attention to. One of them is at 11 a.m. Competing with the college games, because there are two college games that kick off. UTEP and Charlotte and TCU Oklahoma kick off at 11. But Cinco Ranch and Katy also kicks off. And I want you to keep an eye on that one. At 1 o'clock, Cy Fair and Jersey Village kick off. <clears throat> That's worth your time as well. In the middle of the day, there's a big glut of games between 2.30 and 4.30. Um, I would tell you to watch, I guess, Baylor and Texas. but Or you could watch Middle Tennessee and Rice. We finally get to see Rice. <laughs> we know what you'll be watching. <laughs> uh, or Houston and Navy. All those games are really pretty good. West Virginia, Texas Tech, kind of take your leave. And then at night, in the nightcap, watch San Antonio Harlan and San Antonio O'Connor. That's a really that's a fun matchup in the San Antonio area of two teams that, or one team in, in Harlan that's making the move up to 6A. What time is that one? Uh, 7. 7. <clears throat> uh, SMU and Cincinnati is the, the marquee college matchup in the state this weekend. That goes off at 8 at Ford Stadium. And then, by the way, I don't know if you saw... We had nine fifteen or we do nine fifteen. That's like Texas State at BYU. That might be close enough to a Pac twelve after dark game to fill Matt Steps void. Ooh, here's a question: When is our first Hawaii night game? As, you know what? Let's find this out together. I'm gonna find it right now. This is this is important. This, this yes, is important. This is probably the most important thing that we'll find um, out. All Hawaii today. schedule. Let's see. Hawaii schedule. Ha-ha! We have to wait until... They do play Saturday, but they kick off at 6.30 Central, which is dumb. They kick off Hawaii, Saturday, November 7th. Hawaii hosts New Mexico in a game that kicks off at 10.59. Beautiful. 10.59 Central, the After Dark games. So, that's when you're doing... And then they've got... Oh... We got three more after that. Boise State, uh, November twenty first, November twenty eighth, and uh, December twelfth, all kicking off at ten fifteen. We're gonna be PM some Central. big old rainbow fans. DCTF. <laughs> so, there you go. All right, that is your butt group guide. Uh, find all the games you can stream at texasfootball.com. We're Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com. Talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Pickle, earlier today, we had the opportunity to catch up with the coach of the Boyd Yellow Jackets. You called him for, like, the third time this week. Yeah. He's going to be real tired of me by tomorrow night. Because you're covering the game for Fox tomorrow, mm-hmm. Boyd and Brock. But we caught up with the head coach of the 7-0, Boyd Yellow Jackets, uh, 
coach Brandon Hopkins. Here is our conversation with Boyd coach Brandon Hopkins here on Texas Football Today. Pickle, let's go to the hotline and let's bring in the head coach of the 7-0 and Boyd Yellow Jackets. We are joined by Coach Brandon Hopkins. Coach, how are you? Good. Thank you. Excellent. Appreciate you taking a little bit of time uh, to, to hop on with us. Um, you guys are off to a 7-0 and start, a fantastic year already. It's your most the most wins in a season for, for you guys since your first season at the helm back in 2012. What what has been the difference uh, this year? What, what is it about this team that, that has you guys off to a great start? Well, this year <clears throat> we have a good group of uh, – a good, very good senior class. Uh, we've got about 20 seniors, and there's been numerous, numerous of them started as freshmen. A good majority of them started as as sophomores. So it's a good, good veteran group that we have right here. Good, good group of kids and, and very good ball players. Coach, I don't want to go back to the to the rough times, but I do want to go back to, to 2016 because it was it was it was very not not long ago that this program was really. You know, it was down in the dumps. It suffered through an 0-10 season. It was it was a tough year there. What what is the difference now in that in the program that you're seeing that has you guys off to this start? Well, like I said, it's uh, at that at that time we didn't have you know we didn't have a very big senior class. We didn't have a couple of classes below that senior class. were not very big, and it's just you know you kind of you kind of saw it coming in a way that you know it just. Just didn't have the numbers, but the numbers are back up. You know, I have a good group of uh, good group of uh, seniors and juniors, and uh, you know the program is going pretty good right now. We've had a good good run the past few years, and uh, you know we're sitting there at seven zero this year. So it's, it's a good group. We're talking with Brandon Hopkins, a head coach of the Boyd Yellow Jackets here on Texas Football Today. Get involved with the conversation hashtag TF Today. Coach, you're you're in your ninth year there at Boyd, and at most programs you'd be the old timer there. But uh but you took over for Joe Cartwright, who only coached for geez, seemingly forever there and, and was an unbelievable uh, you know, led them to a state championship, things like that. Um when going back and, and when you took this job, um what what do you what are your expectations going in to shaping a program, knowing full well that the history that this program does have? What 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 are you going in there looking to accomplish? Well, you know, it was one of those deals where I've I've been a part of the program since. I mean, I'm I'm from Boyd. I mm-hmm. coached Carr, coached me. I coached with him for 15 years, so I knew I knew coming in, uh, you know, what was expected. Uh, like I said, you know, he started in 1977 was his first year. He went for you know, thirty some odd years and I was a big part of a big part of that playing and coaching. Uh so, you know, this is this is my twenty fourth uh year at Boyd, ninth as the AD head football coach. So, you know, it was kinda of one of those deals when I took over. I I mean I've been a part of this for all those years. So I, I understood the the expectations and everything that was out there. Uh, one guy, you know, you mentioned your outstanding senior class, but I do want to talk about uh, your junior quarterback and Rendon Lamance. This guy, his um, a dynamo, uh, thrown for seven touchdowns, run for another eighteen. Um, I can look at the numbers, and I've seen a few of the highlights, and I can tell that he's pretty good. Uh, but you're the guy who sees yeah. him every day in special uh, in, in practice. What is it about this kid that makes him special? Uh, you know, he's a you know he's he's got a lot of speed, but it's not just about his speed; it's about his uh, ability to, uh, you know, be very physical. Also, uh, he's kind of a you know the X factor at the quarterback position because he's you know he can not only throw it, but he can definitely you know definitely run it. But you know he sees the field so well, uh, and when you got a good you know when you got a good mixture of uh, strength and and speed, you know you're you're tough to break down bring down. And when you're a quarterback and you're running the ball. 
you know, 20 to 25 times a game, uh, you know, the, the defense has got to account for that uh, for him, of course. And when you're running at the quarterback position, you get the plus one. You get the, you know, when you're just handing off to the, you know, the running back, you don't get that extra blocker. Now when your quarterback's the big runner, you get that extra plus one blocker. So that's a, that's a, a definitely a big help right there. Dog Brandon Hopkins, head coach of Boyd Yellow Jackets here on Texas Football Today. Get involved with the conversation at hashtag TF Today. Uh, coach, I want to ask you a little bit about your defense because you guys have run through averaging just uh, allowing just 12 points a game. Uh, you know, you got a, a couple of shutouts on the year, including a couple weeks ago, uh, shutting out uh, Ponder. Um, this has been a the, the defense, you know, mineral mineral wells. Uh, you guys got in a wild shootout then, but the things have, have settled down since then. What's What has changed maybe about this defense? How have you seen this defense grow over the course of the season? Well, I know coming in, this is going to be a, one of the strong points of our team was going to be our our defense, especially our front front uh, seven, led by Nick Taylor, a middle linebacker. You know, he's been a four year starter. He was defensive MVP last year, and he kind of gets things going things going out there in the middle of our four three. And uh, you know, that first game against Minnesota, yes, it was kind of a shootout. They hit some big plays in the passing game that I don't, you know, they it probably be a little different now. We've kind of Kind of got all that figured out, and you know we're just playing very good, very good defense right now. So, and like I said, it's uh, you know we're pretty, we got good, good size. We we can run a little bit, and we're you know we're all physical. Uh, let's talk about what's coming up tomorrow, seven thirty p.m. Friday night at Yellow Jacket Stadium there in Boyd. Uh, well. Coach, you get number one coming to town, uh, the Brock Eagles. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, I, I'm not going to ask you to give away your game plan. I know you guys gave them all sorts of hell last year and nearly took them down. Um, I'm not going to ask you to give away your game plan, but but going into Friday night, uh, what, what what are you going to be up against? Well, I mean, it's, they're number one for a reason. They're, they're very explosive offensively, defensively. Uh, you know, they fly around with the ball. they got as much team speed on their defense as anybody that we're going to play this year by far. Uh, like I said last year, it was a it was a battle. It was thirteen six game. They scored with under a minute left to to go up a touchdown, and you know, that game could have went could have went either way. And I think it's going to be another one similar to that as far as it's going to come down to who has the probably who has the ball last. You know, it's going to be. I plan on it being a very physical game. You know, we're they got more speed than we have. We're a little bigger than they are. You know, and it's it's going to come down to it's going to come down to that last possession. I think. Uh, I mentioned it's number one coming to town. Is that something, you know, I hear from coaches all the time, ah, it's one game at a time. We're just playing the game in front of us, stuff like that. But this is this is an opportunity to really shake up the state. Is that something you guys are talking about around, around the program? Yeah, you know, in a way. I mean, of course, they're like I said, they're number one, and it'd be a big big deal. You know, we try to take it one game at a time, but, you know, this has a, this has the makings of a, you know, good chance it could be for the district district title, you know, and you know, and getting in the playoffs, you know, nobody's clinched or anything like that yet. So, you know, it's a big game as far as it would clinch a, a playoff spot. Plus, it would, very, you know, it definitely help on getting us a leg up on the district title. And, you know, that's what you you always, you know, goals coming into the year. You want to get in the playoffs and you want to win district. And that, we got a chance to maybe do both of those right here or something. He's Brandon Hopkins. He's the head coach of the 7-0 Boyd Yellow Jackets. Coach, really appreciate your time. Congratulations again on the fantastic year so far. And uh, go get them tomorrow night. Okay, thank you. Bye. There he is, Brandon Hopkins, the head coach of the Boyd Yellow Jackets. 7-0, off to a great start, and and there is a confidence that they can give Brock a game. Like, I think that, I think that, 
there's people who are going to look at this game and be like, well, it's the number one team in the state. Like, really? But you can just tell and talk with them. It's like, nah, you know what? We can match up with them. We can give them a game. And if you go back to last year, mm-hmm. I know you want to get a word in because I know you've talked with them. But um, if you go back to last year, that was their that was Brock's toughest game until they lost to Pottsboro in the semifinals. Mm-hmm. That, that was their oh, toughest absolutely. game. And so... You know why not? They feel like they they feel like they match up well with them. Well, and the funny part about last year is the final score was thirteen to six, but Brock scored on the very first drive mm-hmm. and the very last drive with yeah. under a minute left. So, coach, I mean, he was like, I think there's a little bit of fire coming from our guys. So you talk about a game's forty eight minutes for mm-hmm. forty two minutes they went toe to toe. Yeah, you know what I mean. It was just you know there and there. But anyway, we appreciate Brandon Hopkins hopping on with us. All right, before we get to the picks. Something has happened in the Dave Campbell's Texas football offices, and, and I don't know if she's watching the show. Yeah, we need to bring it up. Okay. So we have a coworker. Perhaps you've heard of her. I think she's been on the show once. Yeah, long it was to- before I got here. Longtime TFT slash DCTF Live folks may have seen our beloved coworker, Kendall Iams. Mm-hmm. Kendall Point now. She got married. Kendall Point. Well, Kendall is with child. She's pregnant, which yes. is awesome. We're Congratulations, very excited for her. Kendall. Ugh. We're very excited for her. <laughs> um,. She told me, mm-hmm. while I was getting my tea, she told me that her husband, her baby daddy, <laughs> texted her from their favorite restaurant. He's at lunch there mm-hmm. today and texting her about it. And I'm thinking, wait a second. <laughs> You're <Buddy>. telling me... <laughs> You're telling me that you did that to her, and now you're doing this to her? <laughs> you're telling her what you're eating, and it's her favorite restaurant? <laughs> that is, who? Chandler, my man, <laughs> We're gonna... you're on notice, okay? As we got to figure this out. As somebody who has been through those wars before, right. okay, you will lose. <laughs> She is with Come child on. now. <laughs> Come on. Be smart here. If you're smart, there will be some food waiting for her at home yes. when she gets home. So hopefully, Chandler, you're there and hearing this. <laughs> Pick her up something. It's week nine of the Texas high school football season. <laughs> there are big games all across the state. I made some predictions about them. Here is the picks for week nine of the Texas high school football season here on Texas Football Today. It's week nine of the Texas high school football season, and the chase for the playoffs begins now. These are the picks. Welcome into the picks presented by Visit Arlington, your guide to Texas high school football weekend. My name is Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. It is week nine of the 2020 Texas high school football season. And I think this is the moment when it really gets weird that you have the small schools a month ahead of the big schools. Here's what I mean. For the small schools, 4A and below, we're now into week nine. We are a little less than a month away from the 2020 Texas high school football playoffs for those teams. And so the chase for the playoffs is real. It is here. We are deciding playoff spots right now in what can be some team's ninth game of the season. Uh, in the 6A and 5A ranks, you know, we're not even halfway done with the regular season. We're in week five, and there are huge games all across the state at every level, but in particular at the small school level, the sense of urgency has to be a little bit higher, and, and that's 
I'm going to make for some really interesting contests down the stretch the rest of the way. So huge games all across the state at every level. We start in Westbrook. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Wildcat Stadium in Westbrook. It's number one versus number two in the six-man ranks as the Westbrook Wildcats welcome in the Sterling City Eagles. What are the keys to this matchup? Key number one, Sterling City speed. When you take a look at this Eagles team, 7-0, off to a fantastic start, it's thanks in large part to what I think is exceptional team speed. Everywhere you look, they have guys who can fly sideline to sideline. Francisco Gonzalez, Jared Justice, Camden Pruitt. They can fly around better than almost every six-man team in the state, and they're going to need it against what's been an exceptional Westbrook squad. So can Sterling City's speed be the difference maker? Key number two, Westbrook's lockdown defense. So when you think about six-man football, you usually think high-scoring offenses. And, and you're usually right, but Westbrook is off to a fantastic start and a surprising start, thanks in large part to their defense. It has been exceptional all year long, with Keenan Morris and Jimmy Roberts leading the way for what has been a dynamic Westbrook defense. Don't believe me? Take a look at the numbers, okay? This year, they have held their opponents, on average, 32 points below what they normally score. Yeah, it's serious. Coach Homer Matlock has done an incredible job with this Wildcats defense. They're in for a big test this week. Can the Westbrook defense dominate? And key number three, pressure cooker. Look, this is number one versus number two in the six-man ranks. And I understand that maybe some folks around the state don't pay as much attention to six-man football, but this is the biggest game in the state at any level anywhere in Texas. It's a huge, huge matchup that's going to have massive ramifications, not just for this district, not just for this region, but for the entire state of Texas. I think you can make a real argument that this is the biggest game in Westbrook program history. Now, Sterling City has traditionally dominated whenever these two teams get together. In fact, Sterling City is 6-0 against the Wildcats since Sterling City moved back to the six-man ranks in 2008. There's going to be a Fox Sports Southwest reporter there. This is the center of the Texas high school football universe. And with that comes more pressure, comes a, a need to step up in a big way, in a big game. So with the pressure on and the lights bright, which team steps up? Who am I picking? I'm going with Westbrook. I think the Wildcats bring home a huge win and stake their claim as the best team in 1A Division I because of two things. One, that outstanding defense. Uh, defense has been exceptional, and I think it's going to challenge the Sterling City attack in a big way. And two, I think Hunter Rich, their spread back, takes over in this game. I think he has a massive game and gets them a little bit of a lead that they can hold on to late. I think this game is close, and Sterling City's team speed is going to give Westbrook some fits. But I think Westbrook brings home a win. Let's go to 3A, 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Bramos Memorial Stadium in Hallettsville. It's a critical 3A showdown as Hallettsville welcomes in Yoakum. What are the keys to this matchup? Key number one, Yoakum's ground and pound. You know, they say that teams take the personality of their coach, and I think Yoakum is a perfect example of that. Former Texas offensive lineman Bo Robinson is the coach at Yoakum, and he has instilled in this program a hard-nosed physical mentality with a big offensive line and an outstanding running game led by Dorian Heights. This is a traditional power in Yoakum that has been taken to the next level because of how physical they are. Hallettsville is going to have to match up with them up front and slow down that running game. So, can Yoakum do what they normally do in ground and pound? Key number two, Big Bad Brooks. 
Let's talk about Jonathan Brooks, the running back for Hallettsville. The Texas commit is a total mismatch at the 3A level. He is the best player on the field. Every time he steps out there, he is a dynamo, and he can do a little bit of everything. He's got terrific vision. He can lower the shoulder and run over people, and then plain and simple, he's a burner. He can run away from people whenever he gets a little bit of space. It's going to be critical for Yoakum to contain Jonathan Brooks. So in this critical district matchup, what kind of impact does Jonathan Brooks have? And key number three, shake it off. This game lost a little bit of its luster last week when Yoakum lost to a very good Columbus team. Keep an eye on the Cardinals. They are very dangerous. Now state rank. Uh, but Yoakum's still got a lot to play for, okay? There's a share of the district title that's still up for grabs, and there's big-time playoff seeding implications in this game because a loss here for Yoakum could drop them to the number three seed in the playoffs. For Hallettsville, they want to make sure they don't let Yoakum get any confidence. I think the first quarter in this game is going to be absolutely critical. Can Hallettsville run out to a lead, or can Yoakum shake off last week's struggles? Who am I picking? I'm going with Hallettsville. I'm going with the team with the single individual best playmaker, and that is Jonathan Brooks. He has been a dynamo for the squad. But furthermore, I think the Hallettsville defense is really starting to round into form. I think you've seen them take a couple of steps forward the past couple of weeks, and I'm very, very intrigued to see what they do with this big physical Yoakum team. So I think that this is a game that's going to be dictated by pace. Hallettsville is a little bit more of a home run hitting squad, uh, while Yoakum wants to kind of dictate uh, the time of possession. So who can determine what kind of game, what style of game this game is played? I think it's close. I think it's very, very hard hitting. But I think Hallettsville comes away with a very narrow win. 6.30 p.m. Thursday night at SciFair FCU Stadium in Cyprus. It is a big time 16-6A clash as the Bridgeland Bears take on the Cy Ranch Mustangs. And two great quarterbacks in this one. If you're into just watching really good quarterbacks, this is the game for you. Uh, you've got DJ Sears, the quarterback for Cy Ranch. He has been terrific all year long. Going up against Connor Wiegman and the Bears attack, they have been really exceptional this year. We think that they're going to be able to get wide receiver Dylan Goffney back this week. That would obviously be a huge difference maker. So uh, I'm really interested in the offenses in this game. But what's going to give Bridgeland the win, in my mind, is the defense led by Bryce McMorris. I think they come up with one or two extra stops. I think Bridgeland takes home a victory. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Yellow Jackets Stadium in Boyd. It's a battle of unbeatens as the Boyd Yellow Jackets welcome in the Brock Eagles. And what a job Brandon Hopkins has done at Boyd. Off to a 7-0 start. They already have their most wins in a season since 2013. Truly remarkable what they've been able to do. And their quarterback, Rendon Lamance, is a game changer. I really like this kid, and he is capable of taking this game over. But I think Brock is a different animal. Uh, the number one team in 3A Division One has looked every bit the part of a state championship contender because of how physical they are up front and the running game with Cash Jones. That's going to be the question here. Can Boyd match up up front against this big physical Brock team? I'm just not sure that they can. I give Brock the edge here. In 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Texan Stadium in Wimberley, the District 14 4A Division II title is on the line as the Wimberley Texans welcome in the Geronimo Navarro Panthers. Uh, a great clash in styles in this one. You've got the high-flying spread attack led by Matthew Tippy on the Wimberley side, and then you've got the slot T for Geronimo Navarro uh, led by Mark Wozniak, and we say the slot T is the devil. Very hard to game plan for. And traditionally, Navarro has had their way with Wimberley. They've won six of the last seven meetings in this series because I think the slot tee is really hard to slow down. I think this game comes down to defense, but I think Wimberley holds serve at home 
Give me the Texans. But those are far from the only big games in week nine of the Texas high school football season. Let's get to the lightning round. I like Wellington over Clarendon. El Campo beats Bay City in one of the great rivalries in Texas high school football. And speaking of rivalries, I like Dangerfield over Paul Pewitt. Eddie Lee Marburger leads Sherilyn Pioneer past McAllen Memorial. Give me El Paso Americas over El Paso Pebble Hills, assuming that they play. And I like Eastland over Jacksboro. I'm taking San Antonio Brandeis just barely over San Antonio Johnson. Give me Wascom to stay perfect with a win over Harleton. And hey, Laredo. I like United over United South. Abernathy beats Lubbock Coronado. Battle of Unbeatens, I like Canyon over Pampa. And down south, I like Raymondville over Hidalgo. Give me Tenaha to beat Cushing. And Hawkins, Hawkins stays perfect with a win over Price Carlisle. I like Katie Tompkins over Katie Taylor. Give me Franklin to beat Buffalo. And I'm going with Richmond Foster over Fort Ben Hightower. Wichita Falls Rider beats Wichita Falls. Bushland takes down Delhart. And keep an eye on Huntsville. I think they're dangerous. I think they beat Brian Rutter. I like Georgetown over Pflugerville Hendrickson. Mount Vernon stays perfect with a win over Winsboro. And give me Hawley over Anson. I'm going Galena Park North Shore over Beaumont Westbrook. Give me Crane to take down Alpine. And I like Cisco over Coleman. Lampasas wins a fun one over Austin LBJ. I like Lano to stay perfect with a win over Blanco. And give me Comfort over Lago Vista. It's Mid-County Madness. I like Nederland over rival Port Natchez Groves. Give me Port Lavaca Calhoun to beat Corpus Christi Miller. And I'm going with Tomball Memorial in a wild shootout over Klein Kane. Livingston beats Viter. I like Crawford over Bosqueville. And Waco La Vega takes down Midlothian Heritage. Smithson Valley squeaks by shirts. Clemens Marcus beats Flower Mound in the Battle of the Mound. And in the six-man game of the week, well, the other six-man game of the week, you know, the one at the top of the show. I like Happy over Valley. And those are the picks. What am I wrong about? Which games did I leave out? Leave comments down below. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks for watching. Enjoy week nine of the Texas high school football season. Be safe. Wear a mask. We'll see you. There it is, the picks. My high school football predictions for week it's week nine, nine. Of the Texas high school football season. I believe we removed any of the games that had been canceled or postponed. Yeah, there was one of them for Fingers sure. Right. That we're I already out. we're already in a positive direction, which is good because <laughs> because for the past two weeks, leading into playing the oh, picks yeah. video we on this show, broke our streak. One <laughs> of our spotlight games, one of the first two games at the top of the video had been already been canceled or postponed. Like, because last week was Katie, Katie Tompkins. The week before it was Mart, Mart and, and Bremont. Bremont. Mart and Bremont. So you guys can look forward to us recycling that content. <laughs> when they play. When they play. Those guys I'm not re-editing it. <laughs> those games were postponed, not canceled. So, yeah. It's going to be great if you're in a different shirt, too. Like yeah, just, just like very stark. Like, and then, like, 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 and like I don't know if you can tell, but I got a haircut. Yeah. And so it's like... We'll have to put, like, like, we the, need to put the Spongebob thing, like, four weeks later. Yeah, really. <laughs> Something like that. Anyway, uh, but it's going to be, one thing I was thinking about this week, it's going to be weird because there are going to be a lot of, there are a handful of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday games in the next few weeks. Yeah. That, in fact, next week, next week, here's a little fun fact for you. If you like fun facts, if you like facts that are small and fun, bite size. There are 29 games Monday through Wednesday next week. 29. That's insane. Yeah. Like there were seven this week. Mm-hmm. 
but it's like we're getting now that we're kind of getting to the end it's like they've all kind of stacked up uh, it's yep. like ah, oh, okay well we gotta get them in so yeah there's gonna be 29 uh monday through thir- wednesday games we'll handle it as best we can i mean i guess i don't know oh i know it's just dumb yeah 2020 we're Texas football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Oh, I promise I got one of those right. Uh, Cal Allen versus Alice was canceled? Yes, it was. Okay. Did we have that in the... We didn't have that in the preview. No, okay, I good. don't think I so. Can. Okay. I uh, let me finish my read. Sorry. We're Texas football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Hey, Dave Campbell's Texas Football and Whataburger have teamed up once again this year. To honor the best and brightest in Texas high school football with the 2020 Whataburger Super Team. Right now, through the end of the month, so that's just like another week, y'all, yeah. we are soliciting nominations for your favorite players. Which high school football players across the state you believe are worthy of a spot on the prestigious 2020 Whataburger Super Team? We're in the nomination phase, so if you go to TexasFootball.com, you can nominate your favorite player for a spot for a spot on the ballot. We then take all those nominations. We've already got like a 1,000. Every high school football player in the state of Texas is eligible. We then have to narrow that down to 300. That ballot for a 300 player ballot, and then we leave it up to you to vote for who you believe should be on the Whataburger Super Team. And so, it's only 40. It's only 40. Yeah. So it goes from giant number, which is what you guys right. are giving us right now, to big but not unwieldy number, mm-hmm. to 40. Yeah. So uh, right now, go to TexasFootball.com. You can nominate your favorite player for the Whataburger Super Team. We had about 300,000 votes that came in last year i'm pretty sure from all the reads that, that I did. sounds about right that's i mean that's insane y'all are nuts but anyway textball.com <laughs> you can nominate your favorite player for the whataburger super team speaking of super super time to end this show pickle, <laughs> pickle. i know you told me this in confidence off of the uh, off air but i, I, I want to bring this to the air because pickle she she grabbed me by the collar yes per usual and she threw me up against the wall mm-hmm all facts and she said i know what i say on the air but that's not how i feel i actually love this segment oh that is whoa so it is whoa, with great fake news. pride mm-hmm. and, and 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 respect for my producer lowercase j journalism back, we bring back Terrible. america's favorite segment free no, money uh-uh, uh-uh. you cannot lead into america's free worst segment money. with a lie my college football picks against Ugh. the spread Last week we went three and three. We would have gone four and three if the UTEP game didn't get canceled. I know we would have, but we're going to take that three and three. We're twenty four and sixteen on the year. But there's a huge, huge week. Is it nine games? It's a giant slate. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine games. Nine games. Huge games all across the state. Most of them out of state, actually. Yes. Oklahoma, North Carolina, Maryland, and Utah. Anyway. Most everyone is playing. Yes. Most everybody's playing. Including one team we haven't seen yet. But we'll get to them. What's our first game, Pickle? (laughs) Up first on the docket, a Big 12 matchup. TCU at Oklahoma. 11 a.m. on Saturday. OU favored by 6.5 in Norman. So here's what I don't get about this game. (laughs) I am confusion. I am confusion. Because both of these teams are so Jekyll- and hide um, in these games or in, in this season. If you go to the Oklahoma side, Oklahoma has, for all of their hemming and hawing, for 
75% of each of their games in the Big 12, for 75% of them, even in their losses, Mm -hmm. they have been dominant. Yep. They've been really good, but they've just coughed it up in in that other 25%. TCU has been so good lately, and especially late in that win over Texas, Mm -hmm. and yet, if you go to that game against Kansas State... That was just off. Just they were never in that game. Mm-hmm. So which one is going to stand up? Obviously, one of the big headlines here is going to be the, the Oklahoma offense against TCU defense. Gary Patterson does have two weeks to prepare for this, which is interesting to me. But you're also asking TCU to go on the road, yep. and I think that's a big ask. Now they did that against Texas. Max Duggan has got to run the ball. Max Duggan's got to run There's it. There's your I think, key. I think they've got to be able to establish, you know, play a little bit of ball control, convo- convert third downs. I'm going to take Oklahoma. I like Oklahoma minus six and a half because I think I like them by about a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to take OU minus six and a half. I think TCU can absolutely win this game if they can just kind of get OU chasing a little bit. Um, but I'm going to go with T- I'm going to go with Oklahoma minus six and a half in this one. What's the next pickle? Up next, we've got a Conference USA matchup between your UTEP Miners. We're very excited to see back on the field at Charlotte, 11 a.m. on Saturday. 49ers favored by 14 and a half. So, Charlotte's finally playing their first home game, which is weird mm-hmm. because it's October 22nd. But and by the way, they're in Conference USA, so it's I don't know, it's neither here nor there. They've uh, they've been on the road. Um, they they finally get a, a spot at home. The my question is going to be what happens when Charlotte tries to stop UTEP running the ball? Because mm-hmm. UTEP UTEP's running game has been mostly a disappointment this year. Mm-hmm. I would say it's mostly been a disappointment this year. Um but they've been able to pass the ball a little bit. And that's gonna be interesting. Like, can they find some sort of running game to keep to keep them going? Um UTEP, I think, is overachieved. I think it's fair to say that UTEP's overachieved. We've Hop been pretty, on the minor train. We've been, pretty, we've been pretty impressed with them. They've overachieved. But I think that Charlotte finally coming home, finally getting an opportunity. 14.5 makes me nervous, though. 14.5 makes me real nervous. UTEP's got to stop the run. Yeah, they got to If stop they the can't run. stop the run, Charlotte, Charlotte's got, their running back's going to just go. they got they got to stop the run. And furthermore, they've got to be able to run the ball against um, – you know, they, they were able to run the ball against Louisiana Monroe, but Louisiana Monroe's defense is trash horse. So <laughs> I would say, so I've got Charlotte underlined here, but 14 and a half is scaring me off. I'm going to go to UTEP. I think UTEP keeps this thing within two touchdowns. I'm going to go, I'm going to go UTEP. I think they keep this thing close enough to win. I don't think they win outright, but I think that they lose by 14 on the dot. Okay. So I'm going to go with UTEP. What's next, Pickle? Up next, sticking with Conference USA. <gasps> <laughs> you scared me. Middle Tennessee coming to take on Tepper's favorite owls in Rice. Uh, we've got 2.30 p.m. on Saturday. Will we finally get to see the owls play because they are favored by three and a half in their first game of the season? Just, okay, go ahead and let out a sh- shed a tear for me. We get to watch Rice. Though. I know how excited you are. Our buddy Bloom finally gets to play football. <laughs> uh, yeah, how about that? Rice is going to play a game on October 24th. Yeah. Rice will play their first game of the year. To to reiterate, to put this in perspective, I'm going to pull this up. This is the 2020 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Okay? And it is still completely 
prevalent to your Rice Owls. Right, because it was just a preview, right? Rice was supposed to play their first game oh my gosh. on September 3rd against Houston. Mm-hmm. September 3rd. It is October 22nd. And we're finally going to see the Rice Owls. Okay. So, let's start with Middle Tennessee. Middle Tennessee is a, a bad team. They're not good. As you would say, it was a colossal pooping last it week It was for just them. a colossal <laughs> pooping. They are not good. Okay, Middle Tennessee is a bad football team. They're a bad, bad football team. Um, they are a team, especially defensively, that is terrible. And they are terrible against the run, which is what Rice should be able to start doing. Yep. Okay? We feel like they're going to be able to establish the run. We feel like that offensive line is taking a step forward. We feel like they're going to be able to do that. There are questions. They're going to have Mike Collins at the quarterback spot, the TCU transfer. We think that he's going to be able to take a step forward and get that offense going. One of the questions is going to be on the defensive side. Is We, th- we thought that the it was going to take a little bit of seasoning for this Rice defense to get going. That is a big question. There's also just the, the fact of the matter that this is Middle Tennessee's seventh game of the season. Yep. <laughs> and Rice's first. So that is that is there. But you know what? Do it. Be the homer. Hoot. Hoot. <laughs> Be the homer. Rice wins. I think Rice White win going away. Adding to their hottest team in Texas streak, this would be three, this would be their fourth straight consecutive won, win. They've won three straight. They can get four in a row. <laughs> they can start to catch up to SMU. Who's Only to like start. over a year later. Yes. yes, I like Rice minus three and a half. Go Owls! Hoot hoot, baby! <laughs> What's next? Up next, we will go to Houston playing at Navy, 2.30 p.m. Saturday. Houston favored on the road by 14 over the troops. Over the troops. Over the over the A ocean. different set of troops. Over the ocean troops. Than, yeah, last over year. The, last over the, over the, the ocean troops. The aqua troops. Aqua troops. Okay. So, I think one of the big questions in this one is, obvi- I, uh, like, for all we talk about the triple option, mm-hmm. which is a pain. Navy has not figured out a quarterback. Their offense has only been okay uh, a lot at that triple option. But as much as we were worried about Houston not being able to stop the run against BYU, like, how do I want to say this? Being able to stop the run mm-hmm. is not necessarily the same skill set as being able to stop the triple option. Correct. Like, that is, that's its own game. Right. Playing the triple option is, is its own game. So a lot of this just comes down to how well the Houston linebackers play. Like plain and simple. Do they do they stick on their uh do they stay on their um you know on, on their get off blocks and, and do they make plays? That's one big question in this one. The other thing I will say though is that Navy their defense has been okay. It's been okay. Um and I think that they are gonna be able to challenge I think there's a fair argument to be made that this will be the best defense that they've played. Uh, you know, the, mm-hmm. you know that you know. I think it's as good, maybe as BYU. And so, when you're telling me, you're asking me to t- to, to bet against a double-digit home dog troops. Yeah, I'm just not going to do it. No, I'm going to take the points. I'm going to take the double-digit home dog. I'm going to take Navy plus fourteen in this one. I do think Houston wins, but I think they win something like thirty-eight, thirty-one, right? Something no, like yeah, that. Fourteen's a big yeah. line. Fourteen's a lot, especially for a home dog. So I'm going to go with Navy plus fourteen. What's next, pickle? Up next, some Big Twelve action that we were 
extremely skeptical as to yeah. whether or not this game was actually going to happen. But supposedly, we've got Baylor at Texas, 2.30 p.m. on Saturday. The Horns favored by 8.5 at well, home. You, well, you can't say Baylor's not rested. Yeah, they've had some time Baylor off. will be playing its first game in three weeks. The last time they played was October 3rd. Uh, obviously, they had a bye week, and then they had COVID issues. And so... Lots of it. There's a lot of different moving parts there. They are... Uh, one of the things that is going to have to come to fruition here, Baylor is going to have to throw the ball farther than five yards. Mm-hmm. I think part of it, I don't know if they trust. I I can't figure out what Larry Fedora is doing with Charlie Brewer because I don't think Charlie Brewer became a bad quarterback overnight. No. I think part of it is that they don't trust the offensive line to give him time. I think there's a little bit of trust issues with Charlie Brewer, although he's never been loose with the football, which is weird. Um, this, this Texas secondary is trash. It's very bad. And so they should be able to push the ball down the field. Can they do that? Um, and that's, so that's one big question. The other side of it and the big headline matchup here is obviously, I think it's the Baylor defense against this Texas offense because the Texas offense has been spectacular. Yes. Texas offense has been, I mean, say what you want about Texas right now. Their offense has not been a problem. And they they are able to play 48 right. minutes. Right. I think so. Um, one of the things that I will say is I do think that Texas plays to their competition. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you're asking me right now who's a better football team, I think Texas is better than Baylor. Okay. But I also thought they were better than TCU. And that didn't go over well. And they play. I think they. I think this is a team that plays the level of their competition. Absolutely. Okay. I think that. So I think that they're going to be stuck in tight games. And so if you're asking me, can can Texas beat Baylor by two possessions? No, I don't think so. Especially even at home. Um, I'm going to go with Baylor plus eight and a half. I do think Texas wins a squeaker, but like there's too many things. There's too many doubts I have about this Texas team to go and blow a team away. Mm-hmm. I would love, and I will say this: if they go out there and they blow Baylor out of the water, I will change my tune real quickly. Right. But right now, what we've seen so far is basically outside of UTEP, who they were just like way overmatching. Every other game they've played, they've played to the level of their competition. Right. And they have not been able to just pull away from a team. I would love to see them pull away from a team. Um, I, I think I think that Baylor keeps this thing close. I'm going to take mm-hmm. Baylor plus eight and a half. What's next, Pickle? Up next, sticking with the Big 12 West, by God, Virginia, headed over to Red Raider land to take on Texas Tech. 4.30 p.m. Saturday the Mountaineers favored by three on the road. So West Virginia, I think you could probably categorize as a as a as a um, as, as a pleasant surprise in the Big Twelve. Yeah. In, in a year where the Big Twelve is bad, um, the West Virginia is probably the most pleasant surprise. They're just doing what they need to three get three and one. By. <laughs> the uh, they are two teams that um, the offense has come around, but I think that their defense is exceptional okay pass rush has been excellent the run defense has been very good and the defense like the other thing about them is that they are excellent on third down they Mm -hmm. get you off the field now um i think there's a fair argument to be said that to be made that texas tech is the best offense that they have faced so far this season but tech is also going through their own different um problems they've benched apparently uh uh, andrew ball or alex uh, Alan. alan bowman I was about to say Matthew Baldwin. No. Alan Bowman. Wrong. Close. Another another oft, wrong. another oft injured quarterback. Yes. Um, Alan Bowman. They benched they benched him. I don't know if he's hurt. I don't know what's going on, but they're gonna go with Henry Columbia. Um and 
Look, I will say that Henry Columbia's been good in his, in, in, you know, overall, but you are now asking a backup quarterback to go up against one of the best defenses in the nation. One of the, certainly one of the best defenses in the Big 12. As a result, the other thing is that, like, I just think that West Virginia's going to be able to move the ball in Tech. I think Tech's defense, you know, earlier in the season, I thought that maybe their defense was taking a step forward. I just don't think that's the case. I'm going to take West Virginia by about a touchdown, so I'm going to take West Virginia minus three. I think that, um, I think they get the win. I'm going to go WVU minus three. What's next, Pickle? Up next, we're headed back to Conference USA as Louisiana Tech travels down to the Alamo Dome to take on UTSA 7 p.m. on Saturday night. La Tech favored by one and a half on the road. Yeah, so straight up pick them, basically. Yeah. Um, you know, this is... Which and, makes sense. And yeah, look, um, this is this is a team... I'll just say this, okay? Take a look at UTSA's schedule right now. Let me pull this up real quick. And and yeah, they started off three and zero, and now they're three and three. Okay, so but you look at the you look at the games that they've lost. Okay, they lose to UAB by eight mm-hmm. on the road. They lose to BYU state not state ranked nationally ranked <laughs> BYU. Yeah, they were by fifteen seven, at the time by seven on the road. Then they come home and they play the troops, and the troops do what the troops do at twenty eight sixteen. Right, mm-hmm. they win by twelve. Right, but in a game that was really close, pretty much the whole game. I will just say this. And this is, uh, we, I can tell you about how I think that um, UTSA is going to be able to, to pick off a couple of passes from Louisiana Tech because Louisiana Tech tends to be a little bit loose with the football. Um, but I can tell you a little bit about how I think the UTSA is going to be able to get pressure on, on their quarterback. I can tell you all that. Thing. Here's, here's why I'm taking UTSA plus one and a half. I'm taking them because they're due. Because they're due to have that rubber band snapback. Mm-hmm. They have now lost three pretty winnable games in a row. And they're due to have that snapback. I like UTSA plus one and a half. I know that that's not scientific, but I'm going to go with uh, UTSA plus one and a half. Well, and you've got to think, too, after playing two teams like Army and BYU so closely yes. in a non-conference game, when you know that you have the chance to ba- bounce back in a big-time Western Division conference game... You do it. Yeah, I totally agree. So I'm going to go with um, I'm going to go with the UTSA plus one and a half. What's next, Pickle? Up next, we've got number nine Cincinnati taking on number sixteen SMU eight p.m. on Saturday. SMU favored by two and a half at home. Yeah. So another really interesting, uh, you know, this a, is a good game. Another game we didn't know if we were going to see. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple, we didn't know if we were going to see. Um, and here's the big question. So last week SMU beats Tulane. Yes, SMU beats Barely. Tulane on a late field goal. <laughs> Barely. And we were saying, all right, wins are wins are wins. You know, you just take them wherever you get them. They, like style points don't matter, which is true. Mm-hmm. Okay. The question is, we still don't know what this team, what the impact of losing TJ McDaniel and more importantly, Reggie Roberson is going to be on the long term. Did they beat Tulane simply because they were that much better than them? And is Cincinnati the kind of team that is going to be able to um, capitalize, capitalize on, on them losses. and expose, expose the fact that they are without their, their top two players or two, two of their best offensive weapons? That's a big question. Okay, One thing I will say is that I think that SMU's offense is going to be a little bit... Uh, I think SMU has the better offense. Mm-hmm. I think Cincinnati has the better defense. Bearcats have, I think, one of the best defenses 
in 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 in, in the country, really. And oh, that's yeah. going to be a big challenge for SMU because I don't know if SMU's played an elite defense yet. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a big question. I think the first quarter of this game is really important because if SMU can jump out to a lead and make Cincinnati chase, that's where they're going to have a big advantage. Mm-hmm. I think that's the big question. Pony up, baby. Pony up. Be a homer. That's it. I think, I think at home... I think they come away with a big win. Night game, uh, I think that they come away with a win. I think they do what they've done kind of all year long, which is that I think they win like by a late field goal. Yeah, either that or it's going to be a triple overtime game. (laughs) Yes, something like that. Here's what I fear, though. I fear that if I'm wrong about this game, I fear I'm big time wrong. Like I fear that this game is going to be 36-33 SMU Mm -hmm. or this game is going to be like 48-14. It's all, I agree 110% with it. We'll be able to tell which way the, the tea leaves are reading at the first quarter. Right. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go with SMU because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a state of Texas homer. Show, show your boy. But uh, (laughs) yeah, there you go. There he is. Sweet buddy. (laughs) Um, I'm going to go with SMU minus two and a half. And finally pickle. Finally. Yikes. Texas State headed up to take on now number 12-ranked BYU, 9.15 p.m. on Saturday. We got some late-night action. BYU favored by 28. Uh, I'm going to go to lsufootball.net slash TV schedule. Where is this game being played? Where can you, you – this is, this is on ESPN proper. Let's go. This Heck is on yeah. ESPN. This game, Texas State and BYU – is on ESPN. Okay, Bobcats, like, do something. Wow. <laughs> Just do something. <laughs> uh, okay. So, <laughs> if you turn on your television at, like, 9.30, on ESPN, you'll have Texas State BYU, and on ESPN2, you'll have Cincinnati and SMU. Okay, that's just awesome. Go Texas State. <laughs> Man, that is wild. Okay. Do you know what their lead? You know, I'm sorry. Do you know what their lead-in is? What their lead-in is LSU. It's South Carolina LSU, and then they're gonna cut. They're gonna be like, let's go to Provo to watch Jake Spavital. <laughs> awesome. Go. Um, okay. So the question is, do you think that BYU is just gonna pummel Texas State? Because 28 and a half is a, is a beatdown. I want to be very clear. BYU is the better team in this game. That's one of the question. One thing I do think is interesting, though, is. I don't think I think that what you saw last week uh, with or a couple weeks ago when UTSA played them mm-hmm. is their game playing. They can get put out of rhythm and they can get mucked up. Yes, this is on the Texas State secondary to come up with a couple of plays mm-hmm. into to and and the front to pressure Zach Wilson and get him out of, get him out of rhythm. Um, with that said, night game in Provo. You know how Provo do. Oh yeah. Um, I'm gonna take BYU. I like BYU minus twenty eight and a half in this one. I think they're I think they're gonna win this game pretty comfortably, unfortunately. Just just do something, Bobcats. That's all on. we're asking. At least get, get give the, me a half. Get the, give get me a half. Get the offense going. That's yeah. what I want. Give I, me I, one the half. The offense has gotta get going. That's one of the big questions. So there are my free money picks. Uh, I like Oklahoma minus six and a half at home against TCU. I like UTEP plus fourteen and a half at Charlotte. I like Rice minus three and a half at home against Middle Tennessee. I like Navy plus fourteen at home against Houston. I like Baylor plus eight and a half at Texas. I like West Virginia minus three at Texas Tech. I like UTSA plus one and a half at home against Louisiana Tech. I like SMU minus two and a half at home against Cincinnati, and I like BYU minus twenty eight and a half at home against Texas State. That's free money. And now we go to uh, Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. First favorite. Uh, real fast to your question about Cy Fair's, was it mm-hmm. Cy Fair's quarterback? 
Uh, Bridgeland's quarterback. Bridgeland's quarterback. Okay. Tony Blaylock said he asked the guy that covers SciFair ISD, and he says it's Wigman. W-I-G. And then he put a thing. Man. Well, I wasn't even. Wigman. I wasn't even close. Is it Wigman or Wegman? Wet Wigman? He, Wigman. he put W-I-G-M-A-N, which that's to me Wigman. would be Wigman. That's Wigman. So. Kind of splitting the difference there. Is it Wigman or Wigman? So just kind go with Wigman. Wigman. So. None of the above. <laughs> the answer. Okay. Wigman. Connor Wigman. Yes. Okay. So, there cool. you go. Okay. That's uh, there's my final thought for you. That's it. gonna do it for us. Make sure you tune into pre-show tomorrow for the Dave Campbell's Texas Ball Texas Ball today. Ashley Pickle Memorial Fun Run for America for the Cure Hero of the Week. If you got questions too, send yes. them into the text line, please. On the text line. Te- text line. There you go. <laughs> Uh, that's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again to Boyd Coach Brandon Hopkins for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tupper. Vince Young, please get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow for Mailbag Friday on Texas Football Network.